Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Happy to have back. Hard to believe it's been almost a year. A year ago, we were looking forward and talking about what would happen when this spectacular Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts opened and Director Victoria Ramirez is back and... uh, all I can say is, uh, wow, you're getting you're getting great nationwide reviews right now, all over the country. Thank you, Rex. I'm thrilled to be back here, and we are absolutely delighted by the national media attention that our museum is receiving and our city is receiving too. It's very exciting. You know, I I, I pick up uh, my phone one day and somebody has sent me. For instance, an article from Forbes uh, that basically said you're the most accessible museum in America and you're the most diverse museum in America. How did you like that review? Obviously, we were thrilled to read that. Um, Being a welcoming, inviting, accessible place is certainly one of our primary missions. It's our primary goal. We want everybody to see the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts is their museum, and it was um, it was very rewarding, actually, very gratifying to read that the the Forbes reporter felt that way when they visited. Um, equally, we were thrilled that he took the time and visited other locales throughout our community, mm-hmm. and just had great things to say. Yeah, it, it, and then I read that and say, wow. And then, and I'm not a big TV watcher, but my favorite TV show is CBS Sunday Morning because that's when I got my coffee. I've got my Sunday Democrat Gazette. I've got my Sunday New York Times at home. I just love all of that together on a Sunday morning. They do a profile of your architect, and Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts pops up on CBS National Television, too. Oh, that was so exciting. Uh you know, your Sunday sounds like my Sunday. <laughs> I, I sat in front of the television. I watched the uh, profile of Jeannie Gang, of Studio Gang, mm-hmm. and could not be more proud. Um, the Our museum is the only art museum that she has designed. Mm. And thinking about and hearing the response that it's getting from the architectural press, from the museum press, just in general... Um, I don't think it's going to be her last art museum, Uh, but you really get a sense of the caliber of architect that Studio Gang, the firm, is. Right. And um, what impressed me the most working with them was just their problem-solving abilities. Uh, We wanted a museum that was accessible. We've got it. We wanted a museum that functioned to host exhibitions and classes and theater performances, and we've got it. And um, we're, we're sitting here, uh, you know, we've been open for, for over a month, mm-hmm. and um, the reviews are in and the building's working. So we can't thank Studio Gang enough for that. I, I was going to ask you, because any new enterprise, especially one this big, uh, there are going to be hiccups. I mean, I've got an old rule even for new restaurants that I don't go to a new restaurant until it's been open at least a month because I like staff to work through that and all. So I've got to ask, how's it going for these opening weeks? It's going incredibly well. Uh, we couldn't be happier. Uh, as I said, with Studio Gang 
really guiding the design of the building. Uh, they worked with an incredible team of contractors and subcontractors. We had a local building committee, which helped to guide the project. We had other experts and consultants. You know, we always said we have one opportunity to design and build and construct this building. That's right. Let's get it's, it as right yeah, as we yeah, possibly it's, can. It's going to be here for decades. It, you knew that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, certainly there are some things that we continue to hone. There are some things that we continue to work through. Um, you know, it, it, it'd be like even a home renovation. Oh, there's, any there's home. A, I mean, you're going to have, uh, we got a little leak over here. We got a little stain over here. That's always going to happen, yeah. isn't it, every day? Yeah. But by and large, the building is functioning beautifully and mm -hmm. as we anticipated. And we just, as I said, we, we couldn't be happier. And it's, it is um, so gratifying to see so many people um, walk through our doors and take full advantage of just everything the museum has to offer. Now, I know there are quite a few of our listeners who have not had the opportunity to visit yet. So um, why don't you take me through the door and, and take us on a little bit of a verbal tour? What, what are we going to see? Sure, sure. Well, you know, we always say that the visit really starts in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. it, it starts when you arrive. And one of our um, consultants or contractors that we worked with is Scape Landscape Firm. And they uh, designed over 11 acres of landscapes. So. And that, that's extremely exciting to me. I'm a big outdoor guy, as you know, also. And uh, one thing I pointed out um, what's known as the, and a lot of people have heard of it, the MacArthur Genius Award. So not only your building architect, Jeannie Kang, but your landscape architect are both past Genius Award winners, right? They are. They are. Wow. Um, very accomplished in their fields. And I, I think when visitors come to the museum, they'll see that. Uh, as I said, the, the visit begins in the parking lot. They'll see the landscaped grounds. They'll see... Uh, sculpture uh, dotted throughout the landscape. They'll know they're in an art museum. They'll walk into the atrium. They'll see a, a soaring, light-filled space, and a, hopefully a space that also feels welcoming. Mm -hmm. All doors are open, so they'll be able to, visitors will be able to walk through our social spaces, like the cultural living room. They'll be able to walk through the galleries and see our permanent collection. They'll be able to see the temporary exhibitions. Uh, they'll be able to walk through the art school and peek into classes and get a sense of what happens in the studios and, and possibly, we hope, take a class at some point. The restaurant is open. The museum store is open. Uh, there's really um, lots to do that will fill an afternoon and um, we hope that people will come in, um, make a day of it, make a, uh, have lunch, have coffee, have a cocktail, uh, really just enjoy all aspects of the museum. Oh, wow. It, it, it sounds so exciting. I've uh, been, been laid low here for a few weeks uh, because of an accident, and so I'm, I'm just waiting to set aside, frankly, an entire day because, as you know, I'm also a foodie, one of the founders of the Arkansas Food Hall of Fame. You mentioned it, but even your restaurant's getting great reviews. I've been reading a lot of reviews online. 
So it, it is, it is, and it's it's amazing because um, I, I will say I eat there just about every day. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. It's easy, and it's so exciting to see um, people enjoying the restaurant. Uh, it's located in the south part of the building. Parking is very easy. Uh, we see a lot of business lunches in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a private dining room. And we're very excited about uh, the chef's uh, lunch menu. Uh, they've also created a Bar Bites menu. So we are open till 8 p.m. Tuesday oh, wow. through Saturday. And guests are more than welcome to certainly see the entire museum, but then have a bite and a cocktail in the restaurant to conclude their their evening. Um, and then we're excited because dinner service will start soon and mm-hmm. we'll be able to really uh, join the Little Rock food scene. Uh, but it's it's a good menu. It's a fresh menu. Um, I've taken it upon myself to eat my way through the menu. So I've, <laughs> I've sampled a lot of the things. Right, I got a lot of catching up today. Yeah, I, have, I haven't had a bad me- meal. So <laughs> highly recommend it. Now, you mentioned uh, five days a week open to 8 p.m. And that, I know that's one of the reasons Forbes called it the most accessible uh, museum in the country. You're not going to find many art museums that are open that late that many days a week, are you, Any anywhere? It, it's rare. I mean, yeah. it, it does... Um, cost us Mm -hmm. as a museum to keep the doors open for that extended period of time. Um, We are free. And so we do rely on our annual supporters, our members to help us defer some of those costs, which they do. And and we're so grateful for that. But, um, you know, if we want to be a museum where people can visit, we need to acknowledge there are a lot of people who are not available uh, Monday through Friday during the um, you know typical nine to five uh, work day. And so to be open in the evenings, um, especially in the summertime when I think it's you know it's lighter later and people want to you know go out and about. Uh, so for us, it's part of our commitment to the community to have those extended hours and to um, continue to be free, free of charge. Uh, the museum is free of charge. Our exhibitions are free of charge. And again, we just want people to not have any barriers to to participate and to join us. A year ago, of course, you weren't open yet. We spent a lot of time talking about the fundraising campaign for this spectacular redesign. And I know I touched on this a year ago, but I want to hit it again, because when I when I, I use this number for people, uh, they they really they kind of open their mouth and say, "Wow, I didn't think of it that way." But you raise over a hundred and fifty million dollars. You take a few years ago the seventy million that was spent on the Robinson Center for performing arts in downtown Little Rock, and then. Add to that the artist housing, uh, the new Wingate facility that's being built in what's called East Village, the symphony's new facility uh, that's being built on the Heifer International uh, campus. You take those projects and add those prices there, you're looking at about a quarter of a billion dollars spent on the arts in just downtown Little Rock, that's to me pretty impressive for a city of 200,000 people. Absolutely. A quarter of a billion dollars. Absolutely. 
you know, and there are a couple of things to note in, in what you just said. Uh, first, I'm incredibly proud to say that our campaign has exceeded that $150 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Harriet and Warren Stevens uh, serve as our campaign co-chairs, and I know they are so incredibly just grateful uh, to everyone who has contributed. But what they always want to emphasize when they're talking to people about the campaign is that most of these dollars are coming from Arkansans or mm-hmm. people with an Arkansas connection. And to me, that says a lot about our state, and it says a lot about what uh, what we value. The fact that there are so many cultural organizations who have been able to transform themselves through these large campaigns also says a lot about our community and that we recognize not only the value in one art form, but the value in multiple art forms. Mm-hmm. And to have that cultural community, it contributes to our quality of life in, in so many ways. Certainly it drives tourism. It contributes to, um, to the economy of our community. Um, and and then of course it contributes to us educationally. And I know we were talking about this before the the broadcast began. But to have the current generation have this opportunity to experience a, such a wide variety of art of art forms and grow up with those art forms that creates a very different kind of future for Arkansas and for our community. And. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm so excited about is when I talk to a lot of our donors um, and just people in the community, that's what they want for, for our children. They want children to have those kinds of um, experiences and to have them easily accessible. So we're thrilled to be partnering with the cultural organizations that we work with I, and, I, and just was, to be part of this community. Yeah, I, I was going to mention, I'll admit my bias on the front end, I was on the original board of directors of the Arkansas Cinema Society, and of course you've got people, as you know, involved there with extensive New York and Hollywood contacts, and they just do the kind of work you wouldn't expect in a state this small, to be honest with you. You have entered into partnerships with the Cinema Society. You have entered into partnerships with Ballet Arkansas. Talk about uh, uh, some of those partnerships, how how they're working together and really making uh, this this facility be more than just a museum, but a, a magnet for all kinds of arts. Well, I think um, one of the things that we noticed about the Cinema Society, the ballet, and, and ourselves is that we, all three of us, have a statewide commitment. And certainly we're here to serve central Arkansas, but we're also here to reach across the state. Mm-hmm. And when we looked at the assets that we have, because with this building we have the space, we wanted to share it and we wanted to give this community um, a centralized place where they can go and experience the arts. And so if that helps make arts experiences more accessible, if that helps make the pulling together of programs easier on this cultural organizations, then the partnerships are working. Mm -hmm. And we certainly look forward to engaging in more partnerships in the future. 
Um, the truth is I would love to see uh, the museum's spaces, our theater, our lecture uh, hall, um, we have a glass box, we have the cultural living room, we have a variety of different spaces. I'd love to see them activated mm. five nights a week. Mm -hmm. That's not something we can do as a museum on our own, but collectively we can create a really vibrant space and, and that's what we wanna do. What we also really um, have in common with both the ballet and the cinema society is this desire to bring new people and new experiences to Arkansas. So if you look at all of our programming, I hope people will see this balance of both engaging and reflecting our community, but also bringing people, as you said, from New York or LA or mm -hmm. outside of our community here and giving people an opportunity to experience the broader artistic world beyond Arkansas. Um, and, and to me, that's something that we can uniquely do. And certainly if you visit the museum galleries, you'll, you'll see that. Uh, you'll see work by Arkansans alongside work by artists from across this country and in some cases across the globe because we have an international collection. And that, that to me, um, creates a very unique uh, experience for people. Last year, we talked about kind of the bigger picture because you're talking about serving the entire state and uh, how you and Crystal Bridges would complement, not compete, but complement. Uh, as we speak, Crystal Bridges, of course, already spectacular, is adding 100,000 square feet right now. Uh, I've talked about the reviews you were getting. What what does it say? I know you're closely connected in the arts world and the museum world, uh, what does it say? Uh, I have a little pride as a native Arkansas and what it might say, but a state of three million people that has two now world-class art museums in it, a state this small. Well, I guess we, we as people support what we value. We support what we like, what we want in our lives. And it seems to me that whether you're a donor or a member or just a visitor, you're supporting these organizations because that's what you want your state and your community to be and to have. And I mean, we couldn't be more excited about the success of Crystal Bridges. Uh, I think that it's an incredible case study to show the impact of the arts and a community-based organization like a museum, what, what that can do for a community, how it can contribute to a community. And, uh, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, museums are not here to turn people into artists. Mm -hmm. um, they're not exactly. here. They're not, we're not here to teach art history. It may be one of the things that we do. It may be something that we do for the people who are interested, but we have a much broader mission of creating a more cohesive community, of creating a, a community that can connect and, um, and be a place where they connect and through art connect with each other and the broader world. I think that's something that Crystal Bridges does exceptionally well. And uh, I think that's something that the Arkansas Museum of Fine Arts also does exceptionally well. Um, our new spaces will allow us to do it better than we had before, 
Um, but we have an incredible legacy that we're building on. And, um, you know, it, it sort of reminds me, I was walking through the museum the other day and, and somebody came up to me and they said, you know, I, I was a little afraid to come here because I thought the art center would be completely lost mm. in this new building. Mm -hmm. But I feel the art center here. Wow. And to me, that was such a compliment because as forward thinking as we are, we, we certainly haven't forgotten our past because it has informed where we're going. I, I was sitting here just thinking because you were talking about that statewide outreach. I have very clear memories as an elementary school student in Arkadelphia of us taking those yellow school buses to visit the Arkansas Arts Center. Mm -hmm. thank, thank you, Governor and Mrs. Rockefeller at that time. As a child, I, I can still remember our cafeteria, pack sack lunches. We ate them in MacArthur Park. And, uh, you know, that says something. The fact I remember that day clearly more than 50 years later. That was more than 50 years ago. And I remember it. And so I thought about that when you were talking about we, we really are, we, we serve Central Arkansas, but we consider ourselves a statewide institution. And uh, I, I know that you're you're looking forward to those yellow school buses rolling up again when, when school opens in, in August once more. Oh, absolutely. Um, we did offer school tours during the month of May. Um, you know, we had limited uh, capacity mm -hmm. because it was our first month open to the public. But I, I have to tell you, and I have an education background, mm -hmm. and that to me was one of the most powerful moments uh, in the past of the past six weeks or so. I walked out and into the atrium and I saw this line of school buses coming from four different school districts um, across the state. And all these kids were were in the museum. They mm -hmm. were watching Very Hungry Caterpillar in our performing arts theater. They were making art in the Wingate Art School. They were seeing art in the Harriet and Warren Stevens galleries. And we were doing exactly what we were designed to do. And it, it was really, it was a moment that showed um, I guess if you if you build it, they will come. Yeah, um, yeah. And and they were there. Um, we had to turn schools away because we were at capacity, but we definitely look forward to the fall and having a full calendar of school groups coming and making those memories. Um, I've always said to people, it's very interesting. You know, it's hard to remember. A, a, a random day when you were in elementary school. Yeah, but it is, remember, and I do. I, I remember it very clearly. You remember the mm -hmm. field trips. Yeah. You know, people always remember those really great field trips. I remember my first field trip yeah. to an art museum. So. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, I remember coming to the Arkansas Art Center. So, yeah, it, it'd be great to see those school buses out there again come fall and come a new school year. One other thing I know we touched on last year was the role that you play not only as an art museum, but as in, in neighborhood revitalization. Since we had that conversation, and I've written several columns about this, but we saw the exciting announcement of a multi-million dollar federal grant, and and I think it will happen. I think the money will come. I'm optimistic of uh, building a park over Interstate 30 and the, and the cars going under it, and that, that will now 
connect you to all that's going on in that East Village with the new Wingate facility over there, a new dental school, a new veterinary school. I mean, I could go on and on with what's happening there and connect all of that. Uh, if all of these pieces come together, uh, this whole piece of downtown, I, I think the future is pretty exciting. And we're not talking 20 years away. We're talking about all happening over the next 10 years or so. Oh, I agree with you completely. Um, I'm very excited about uh, Wingate Foundation's initiative to bring art space to our community. Oh, it's incredible looking uh, building the drawings that I've looked at. Yes. Well, and, and having uh, residences for artists, having a space where artists can convene, live, work, uh, feel the, the support of each other in the community is so important and just helps feed organizations like ours that rely Absolutely. on artists and, Absolutely. And, and want artists to um, want to work with artists. And, and uh, you know, something else I've noticed, too, I we have been officing in MacArthur Park. We moved back to the building um, last September. And the park itself has really changed. Mm -hmm. Even in the last eight or ten months since we've been there, the all-inclusive playground is so popular and so welcoming. We love seeing people who just walk around the park and the pond. There are dogs in the park, uh, using the dog park um, with their owners, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people are, are running through the park and, and really just enjoying it. There's a life to that park that... There, there Many is. of us I, hadn't seen in a while. I, I've actually got a column coming up now on the park as a whole and what you've meant to it. I met – there's a group called the MacArthur Park Group that meets every Friday morning uh, at the old tower building, uh, which is the military museum, of course, now. I met, met with them, drank coffee, uh, and, and they are so excited, and they're seeing the same thing you are. It's just revitalized the entire park. And then last week, I went to uh, the Firehouse Museum and Hostel, which is also in the park. It's about to kick off a major fundraising campaign for a major expansion there. They want to be, you know, the only real fire museum in the state and draw people from around the state while they're already coming to the art museum. So I think we're already seeing that neighborhood revitalization start to happen that I that I touched on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I That MacArthur Park group that meets every Friday, uh, we've been involved in that it's just mm -hmm. really on the periphery. I think now that we're settled in our building, we feel like we could be a little more of an active participant. But Kudos to them. I mean, oh, and these are volunteers, and they get together. I'm talking about every week. Do how do we make this park better? Very yeah. impressive yeah. that they give that yeah. kind of time. Yeah. Well, you know, they have the 5K run. They mm -hmm. raise the funds for the uh, playground. They're thinking about the future, and they're thinking about how do we how do we make the park just more accessible, inclusive, safer, just more welcoming. Um, it is the oldest and largest urban park in Little Rock. It is. It, it is it's Little our Central Rock. Park. It's, yeah, it's the original city park, mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, in the column I've got, uh, I go into some of that history, of course, of the old arsenal and the Civil War. Uh, I mean, uh, 
you could easily, uh, between spending a half day or more at your museum, if you're a history nerd like mine, the military museum is, is very good. Even the firehouse museum, I mean, you can easily spend an entire day in that park and not get bored. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. And um, certainly, I, I, I remember um, the first week that I was here, I went to the military museum and they had an incredible uh, war photography show. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I could have easily spent the day there just studying those photographs. And I mean, big names, too. These were yeah. not... Um, yeah you know found in someone's attic next necessarily exactly uh, but and and it's a great building and i have to say the other thing that we've noticed is i love the um uh, contrast of architecture when you're on ninth street and you look at the art museum building and then the military museum mm-hmm. I, I think it's just that to me is a snapshot of the history of Little Rock right there. Yeah. And then you are surrounded. I mean, it, it really is a beautiful part of town. You're surrounded by beautiful old homes, uh, one of the most beautiful Catholic churches in the state, right across the street. I mean, really, and I, and I think there's going to be more neighborhood revitalization, but it's, it's pretty neat neighborhood when you start looking around. I think so, too. Um, and what's really exciting, when we opened, we invited all the neighbors to come in for our, our members weekend. And, um, you know, randomly, I'll be walking through the museum and people will say that I've, I've watched the museum uh, under construction, or I live a few blocks away and I walk over here. This is my fifth time visiting. Um, I love the fact that the neighborhood has really embraced us, yeah. and and I, we certainly embrace them. Yeah, it was a it was a nice day. It wasn't that hot uh, when I went over a week or so ago to to go to the firehouse museum. And as I drove along there, uh, there were actually I, I remember thinking to myself. These houses were built when they still built porches, and there were people actually sitting out on porches, and that was such a such a nice neighborly feel there, right across the street from you. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, I love the architecture in that neighborhood. I love what's happening in Soma too. Mm-hmm. And I like I said, if we get that bridge park, you're going to be uh, directly connected to everything east of the interstate there. I, I don't know those that are familiar. I know a lot of our Kansans go to Dallas, Clyde Warren Park there. That is an example of what I think we're going to eventually see in, in Little Rock, which is a bridge park. In other words, Interstate 30 traffic will go under the park. So it's really going to be cool if we can get that done also. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know it transformed Dallas, mm-hmm. certainly making Dallas more walkable. Right transform the businesses around the park too and so it's it's exciting to think about the future yeah i knew it would go fast we're we're out of time victoria thank you so much congratulations on what apparently has been just a spectacular first few weeks thank you rex i'll get over to see you real soon okay thank you victoria ramirez of the arkansas museum of fine arts thanks for listening to another edition of the southern fried podcast a production of the arkansas democrat gazette 